another edition of the Bullheaded Podcast. I'm your host, per usual, Sean Tyson, here with Zoo and Peebush. How you guys doing? Doing well, man. Bears keep losing. It's actually a beautiful thing, even though they're playing relatively well on offense. I like to say it every week, but I just hope Justin Fields, man, hope he's not too bad. But it might be time of the year to just shut him down, close out the season, get a good draft pick, and uh, let him get healthy for next year. Because he's taking a beating this year with no calls. No calls, man. Not getting any calls. Nah, stop him, man. He got to play for my fantasy team right now, man. <laughs> I have a lot of leagues this year. A lot of my leagues are on life support right now. The one that's doing the best is the one with Justin Fields. So you got to take me home this year. Take me that's home, fair. Justin Fields. A couple more weeks, maybe. <laughs> but dislocated shoulder, pop it back in. Let's go. Let's keep <laughs> yeah, it going. All right, Let's keep all it right. going, man. This guy's young, man. Young guys heal faster. He ain't old, man. He ain't old. That's true. Yeah, he's got to get those reps in, man. Like you say, he's he's yeah. proven that he's going to be a staple for the Chicago offense, but I would like to see him get more rhythm with other receivers and things like that. So, and, you know, selfishly, I still got Mooney, so I would like to see him get mm. more passes towards Mooney and my flex. That would be really nice for me going down the stretch considering I'm in that awful time by Big Money League. So uh, that'll be determined. But uh wanted to focus on two guys in particular um, out in the NFC you know, this year, the NFC, you know, for maybe the first eight, nine, ten weeks, everybody was talking about the Eagles and things like that, which is for good reason because they were undefeated. But as we've seen over the last couple of weeks, they've kind of faltered. Even though they won last week, they kind of, you know, have looked like a team that could be vulnerable. So, you know, watching last night, seeing Jimmy G just uh, kind of shred the Arizona Cardinals. And I do understand it's the Cardinals and people are not looking at them as being contenders, but it still is impressive considering it's a division opponent. And, uh, you know, Jimmy G has always caught a lot of criticism. So uh, we kind of already seen how Jimmy G has been over the years. He's kind of been in that middle of the road quarterback conversation, you know, but Gino has been a, uh, you know, a, a revelation this year. So I wanted to ask the guys, you know, going into the back end of the season and maybe possibly the playoffs, who would you trust more? Would it be Jimmy G or Gino Smith? And P. Bush, I'm going to start with you. This is tough, man, because I think if you put Gino on the 49ers, man, this year, just taking this year alone, I think I think they're they'd be a better team. So it's hard to approach this because I think they're very similar quarterbacks. I think Gino's a bit more mobile um, than Jimmy is, and I think that is kind of the deciding factor. He's got like over 200 rushing yards this year. Can really scramble when he needs to. Can make throws on the run. He's made some hell of, hell of throws in you know just outside the red zone or in the red zone. On the move to DK to Tyler Lockett, you know Noah Fant, um, and I've been I think really I think we've all been really impressed just by his play after really kind of being not really the guy for the first eight nine years of his career. Um, so you know individually I'm looking at him. I mean he's thrown 73% completion this year. That's pretty ridiculous. He's leading the league, 17 touchdowns, only four picks, pretty much guaranteed to give you 250, 275, and two touchdowns a game. Neither of these guys are really like fantasy studs they're not going to carry your fantasy team but yeah. they're they're pretty nice to plug in and play if you need them i know gino has saved a couple people this year with all the you know uh i guess you'd say inconsistent quarterback play from some guys that we thought would be better like the Derek cars the russell wilson's this year you might have had to plug a gino smith type of guy in there but if you're looking for experience man and you're looking at which guy do you end up trusting with the team that he has around him i think i gotta pick jimmy g man i mean he mm. He just has the better weaponry, which only helps him, especially adding Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it, Eli Mitchell didn't really get any touches in the first half of that game last night against the Cardinals, 
we see him come in and he just pops in a cool 50 yards rushing. Obviously, once again, like Sean said, not the greatest defense out there in Arizona. But look, he's got so many different options that he can rely on. Brandon Ayuk has been pretty beast. He looks for him in the red zone now, too. Obviously, Kittle coming back healthy, oh. I think, really helped this team. Um, and he's been at the level that we we saw before COVID. You know, I think that's what everyone was expecting to see was that kind of 2019, that 2020 Super Bowl right before COVID happened and seeing that level of Kittle's play. And it's only helping Jimmy. So, I mean, they're very similar statistically. I know Jimmy G's like, I think, what, 10 and 2 when he doesn't throw a passing touchdown. So, I mean, he's not, you know, they just don't ask him to do too much. And I think the Seahawks are asking Geno to do more when they would be entering into the playoff situation. So I think the experience level and just the cast that he has around him, I'm going to pick Jimmy G. But at the same time, I do think Gino individually is having a better season than Jimmy by far this year. Um, it's just that I don't know if you can really trust him to put the entire team on his back uh, because their defense is nowhere near as elite as San Francisco's. Um, and even though they do have a good young running back, I just think the 49ers are going to go further with the ability to rely on a game-managing quarterback like Jimmy is. So it's kind of weird to say it's a bit of a paradox, but I just think I, I, I trust Jimmy G to not make as many mistakes. Oh, yeah, for me, man, that's not even a question, man. Jimmy G all day, man. Jimmy really? G all. I'm telling you, this Niners team, man, beginning so of the year, if you don't remember, I had them going to the Super Bowl, man, and winning yeah, it do. all. And not going to lie. The, it looks good the, right now. Yeah, the yeah. injury. To, to the to the second year quarterback man it's a Ray little Lance, yeah. oh man it's a blessing it's a blessing because this team doesn't need elite production at the quarterback position as you can right. see man their skill position right now finally they're healthy you got George Kittle who looks completely healthy and this dude is an animal like this dude got me a little nervous last night man I was in a league man I was up 30. George Kittle dropped a good 22. So it got me a little sweating at the end after he got that second toddy. But the dude looks completely healthy, man. Trucking people over. Great pass blocker, man. This guy is a complete tight end. Like, he's yep. an elite tight end. And when he's healthy, he's in that tier up there with Travis Kelsey and those boys. So, George Kittle. And then you got Debo Samuel, Swiss Army knife, man. The crazy part is they got CMC. So they got two Swiss Army knives. Like, last yep. night, Christian McCaffrey led the team with receiving. And Debo led in rushing. So, yep. like, they can just, like, switch them whatever they want because both of them are elite at both things. Like, these guys that the number of weapons these guys have is unbelievable. So, you, got, you acquired CMC, and you got Elijah Mitchell as a second running back. They, this is a guy that's bringing it in because they don't want to overwork CMC in the regular yeah. season. Obviously, they want to keep him fresh for the playoffs. So, that's why that's why Elijah Mitchell comes in and does the work, and obviously they're blowing the team out. So yeah. and, then, and then they brought in some Mason guys. So, like, Jesus Christ, like – my goodness, they're trying to keep their backs fresh for the playoffs because right now that dual threat of Elijah Mitchell, the more of a bruiser type of guy versus CMC, the more versatile pass catching guy, man. It's a nice combination along with the Debo Samuel. So they got like three backs right now that they're utilizing. And obviously you're talking about Brandon Ayuk, man. This guy's having a career year with the number of touchdowns this guy's producing. Like yeah. this guy has been a red zone machine. He's discussed, man. So Jimmy G with that coaching staff and the weapons, man, no-brainer in the NFC, man. It's a no-brainer. Yep. Seattle, man, cute story. Cinderella ain't going <laughs> to happen, man. Ain't going to be a pumpkin at the end, man, because the Cinderella ain't going to have no happy ending. The 49ers are the real deal. Those are real, legit contenders, while Seattle is just a cute story that you're going to forget next year because they're going <laughs> to – they might not even make the playoffs, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, in the NFC, cute, they it's, might. It's a cute story, man. It's a cute story. 
But 49ers, that's a contender. I watched that team play offensively, defensively. It's a complete team. They felt heartbreak, man. Most of the core is there. They added some weapons, man, going all-in players, trading picks for must-win guys like CMC. I love what they're doing right now, and they look absolutely terrific on offense and defense. So Jimmy G set up for success, man. Just has all I the think, weapons. I think that just sums up that it's almost like we're not really looking at the individual quarterbacks, but these no, are no, Jimmy G is average, man. He's just average. Yeah, they need they need the guys around them to be playing, you know, exceptionally in order to make them look way above average. And I think that's the difference. Is like neither one of these guys is like a, a Super Bowl carrying kind of guy, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you know, that kind of a player. But we're looking at the teams overall. They're obviously both, you know, they're tied at the division right now. I think that I think it could end up being a pretty close race too. I mean, obviously the Rams and Cardinals have kind of fall obviously yeah. faltered, which is crazy to say, especially on the Rams side. But I do think Seattle can fight for a playoff spot. Who knows what you know? The Giants will end up faltering a little bit. Um, we'll see. But yeah, I think it's mainly around the the 49ers are just that freaking good at every single level of play, every single level. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like, like I don't even look at wins, man. Like they're six and four, so that sounds like a pretty mediocre team. But I like the point differential plus sixty three, man. They're there only behind the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles, and those teams which been, makes sense on paper. You know, in, in the win loss, man, those teams been elite, so they're up there with those teams, regardless yep. of win loss right now. So, man, unlike the Vikings. That was that was disgusting. That was that. That's a burn a tape game. You don't yep. even try to go back and look at what you did wrong. You just burn it. Everything. Dallas completely. Uh, they took the Vikings. So that and it almost and it's kind of, you know, a lot of Vikings fans who have been on throughout the social media and of Twitter, Instagram, they've all been kind of vocal on a lot of the posts of whether it's the NFL or anything that's dealing with the NFL and been talking about getting respect. And it almost feel like they were due for that type of game because the amount of close games they played and they squeaked by like I now. I will say the Bills game gained a lot of respect because they did win that game. Yeah. So I do give them props for that. But you kind of just felt like that game was due for them because they had so many close games and it just felt like they were at teetering and that we needed to get blowout. Maybe that re, maybe reset some expectations and gets them on, gets, gets them on a better track. But, um, you know, I agree with Jimmy G being the quarterback that I would take going down the stretch into the playoffs. But it is kind of, you know, you guys, to you guys' point about talking or talking about how, you know, the team is what makes Jimmy G that much better. It just makes me go back to the offseason when they was like, I guess, quote unquote, being traded or being shopped around. It's like, think about the teams right now that their particular quarterback situation, if they had Jimmy G, they would be better. The one team that honestly comes to mind is the Jets. If they had Jimmy G, they oh, would be a contender. Yeah. Jets, they would be a contender. Raiders. They got the receiver talent. They have decent backs. Like you say, Brees Hall did get hurt, but they got decent backs, and they got a really good defense. I think they would be a prime Jimmy G spot. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess you could say during offseason, he wasn't rumored there, so it's kind of hard to envision him being in that situation. But just thinking about how things have played out this year, I feel like that would have been a prime spot. I also think, like, not for nothing, I, I don't know – Atlanta's funny because I think he may have gotten more out of Kyle Pitts, maybe. Oh, dude. Atlanta's weapons, when you watch their yeah, talent, they're not it's elite weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Like Drake London. Like I was watching that Mitch touchdown receiver. pass that Mariota threw to him in the end zone. He was open a long time. And it took a while <laughs> for Mariota to process the data 
to see Drake London because Drake London was wide open, but then he kept running and then he finally threw it to him. Like he has like a delay in his head. He's a little slow mm-hmm. on that side. So if you have a Jimmy G who's a smart quarterback, like absolutely Atlanta's weapons, like Cal Pitts, like man, Cal Pitts, man, mm-hmm. on IR yeah. now, that sucks for him. But those yeah. weapons, Atlanta, man, they're legitimately elite weapons, man. Like Cordero Patterson is the RB. Like they got some really nice weapons on that roster. Like, so Mario I feel like is- that would have. I just feel like that would have been a good spot. Like, there's some teams I feel like now, and I know hindsight is 2020, but I think if you just would have got Jimmy G and put him as a placeholder or whatever, I think he might actually play better than a placeholder, and it would have maybe allowed you to build your team like how San Francisco has. Like, that's what Jimmy G allows you to do. Like, nobody's saying he's a top 10 quarterback. Nobody's saying he's a top five quarterback. But he is a quarterback that if you build the team around him specifically to his talents, he will get you to the Super Bowl, or he'll get you for a deep playoff run. And that says a lot. Now, the interesting thing with Geno is it kind of does feel like this is just one of those, like, you know, historical years for the Seahawks and for Geno. And it almost makes you feel like what he's doing is just not, like, replicable. Like, he can't do this again. Uh, So next year will definitely be interesting in just the time frame of, okay, does Seattle need to – you know, do the same thing they're doing with Jimmy G and just keep building around him. Like, they already got a linchpin with Kenneth Walker. They already got two stud receivers. It's like, do you maybe get somehow – I mean, they, I like Noah Fant. He's a good tight end. I think he maybe has potential. He might just need to play more with Geno to become an elite because he was, a you know, a really good tight end in, in Denver. So maybe they just need to build more around him. But maybe just keep building depth along that offensive line, building depth. Because, you know, Seattle, quiet as kept, they drafted really well. Like, they got a lot. They got a couple good defenders, rookie defenders. They got an elite left tackle they drafted in the first round. You know, they they got they drafted r- really well. So, you know, them showing that they can draft, maybe they just need to keep doing that with Geno and have the same philosophy. So, you know, I know the question was, who would you trust in a deep playoff run this year? I definitely would say Jimmy G. But it would not shock me if Geno had – played well enough to where they can make noise in the playoffs too i just think jimmy g's done it more he's done it more like you say we all forget he went to the playoffs and or went to the super bowl and last year he you know went into aaron Rodgers, i guess you could say castle palace whatever and beat him so you know and they fought tooth and nail with the rams i get it you know they they i feel like they own the rams and they just that year was just destined for the rams to win but i don't know man jimmy g he you know he when he came from New England, I think a lot of people maybe expected him to be like closer to because he was with Tom Brady and the whole system. They kind of it's, you know what I think it is. It's kind of like how Josh McDaniels gets that like that. Uh oh, I, I coach with Belichick, so you know even though I didn't do well at Denver, I get to get another chance with Oakland. It's just I have that that Patriot glow, and I think that's what Jimmy G that uh, Jimmy G had. And I think people expect him to be like this top five guy, yeah. but. If you just pull back the layers and just fairly judge Jimmy G, he's a good quarterback. He's just not elite. Like, but but if you think about the league, there's only a few guys that are elite. You got to build around a lot yeah. of these other guys, man. You got to like you can't just expect everybody can't be Josh Allen, Lamar, Patrick. Like that's rare. So if you build, like you say, 49ers have shown their good infrastructure and Jimmy G. You know, they're 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 starting to become a very interesting dark horse. Like I would not want to play them because they're physical, running the ball. They got a quarterback that can maybe limit mistakes. That's not going to be a fun matchup. I don't know who they're matched up currently, and this is all going to change. But that's not going to be a fun matchup if you got to play forty dollars. No, no. Like if I'm Dallas, I'm praying to God I don't get them in whatever <laughs> round because I feel like that'll be another first round or whatever exit they get. That will be the exit for like the forty nineers. 
or not for not but the Cowboys. Eagles, I wouldn't mm. want to see them. Minnesota, like there's real. I don't think there's a team in the NFC that's saying, yeah, I want to play them. Some of the some of the exits in the NFC this side are going to be very interesting. Like Tom Brady could pull a very easy for sure. first round, and then you know facing like the Giants, and then having to face you know maybe uh you know a Vikings team, right? And Tom Brady could just end up in the Super Bowl going nine and yeah. eight. And, you know, the, you know, the, the NFC is so top heavy yeah, right now. That would be wouldn't that be rich? Tom Brady has I mean, literally goes nine and eight, goes to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you definitely probably. I don't know Atlanta because Atlanta lost that for the game in Tampa, but they you know they kind of got jobbed on that game because Tom Brady got a very favorable, uh, I think roughing the passer call or whatever that kind of extended yep. that drive to where they were able to win that game. So Atlanta might have something to say about the division, but. Uh, I, I tell you, I think there's, I think the Giants will maybe be the only team, just because of their physicality with running. Like I think Daniel Jones is like the walk. Not, man, I don't say this disrespectfully, but I feel like he's like a notch below. Like he's of Jimmy G, and but in terms of like the game manager, but they have that physicality with Saquon, and now they did lose Wondell Robinson, so that might be tough. Massive which loss. That might be an opening for your boy Odell now that Wondell was hurt, mm. and if you're looking at Darius Slayton being your Homecoming. number one receiver, that that's tough. So who knows that that might be an opening for o- that Odell is uh looking for because I was high on Dallas, but now that that Wondell injury happened, that might be a the avenue for him to get in there and play, but. I think the Giants, just of how their team is, because they're heavy defense, they run the ball a lot, and they got kind of like a game manager at their quarterback, even though Jimmy G is a step above a game manager. So that could be one team that I think that could match them physically. But, yeah, you guys are right. Jimmy G, man, he he gets disrespected a lot, but he just – he wins, and he had, like you say, last night. If you just came from outer space and watched last night, you would think Jimmy mm-hmm. G is a top-five quarterback yeah. just if he played last <laughs> night. But then you'll probably watch next week and see he'll throw for like – he'll have those stat lines where it's like one touchdown – like 201 and, and like pick. 17 of like, yeah. And like 17 of like 30. It's like, what the, fuck? Yeah. you know, yeah, you're thinking like, what is that? But it's like, they won still somehow, but it's because their defense is good. And they know how to run the ball. So I don't know. That's just something interesting to see. Like you say, the NFC, you know, we, at the beginning, we kind of were saw like who's going to emerge out of this uh, side of the division conference, but they got some teams now that I think physicality and how certain quarterbacks are playing. It could be, it could be a toss up. So we're going to be looking at that, but that's far enough rebel. That's going to be part of our gambling aspect. I will be adding my picks in there too, but I kind of just want to do a test run with the guys and let them get their thoughts off on what they think will be uh, some of the outcomes in the games this weekend. So make sure you guys tune in to the podcast uh, on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple. Uh, as always, putting up content daily with Bullheaded underscore pod. Also on TikTok, Bullheaded 864. Um, same thing with Twitter. Sometimes I put some tweets out there. It's just a little bit more different because the traffic is not as high. So make sure you guys are tuned into all those social media platforms. And for me, Zoo and P Bush, we are out. Peace.